Hello, everybody. Hey, it's Doug Reed, a.k.a. Doc Vino De Niro, the doctor of wine and money, coming at you with a really super special event, podcast, and video that you are definitely going to want to take part of. Today, I'm going to interview Jesse Limekuler, who's one of the proprietors and managers at Belvoir Winery in Liberty, Missouri. And Belvoir Winery is a haunted winery that has a really, really cool history. The Belvoir Winery is located in what was once known as the Independent Order of Oddfellows location, which is, even to this day, one of the largest fraternal and benevolent orders in the United States. The chief purpose of the Order of Oddfellows is to give aid, assistance, and comfort to its members and their families. The Independent Order of Oddfellows is a secret society, a secret Christian society, and has its own system of rites and passwords. Originally built in 1887, the site was first known as the Reed Springs Hotel, a business group hoping healing properties of the mineral water would produce as much interest as it did in nearby Excelsior Springs. The hotel was later sold to the Oddfellows in 1895 as the original owner's fortune declined. In the early years, over 160 people lived in the home, most of whom were child orphans. By the late 20s, however, the proportion of adults increased dramatically, and by 1933, there were more than 325 people, most of whom were adults which were down on their luck, undoubtedly due to the economics of the early 1930s. By the end of the 1930s, a decline in residence began after the advent of social programs for the poor and elderly, such as Social Security. Due to the newly developed, more attractive alternatives, by 1951, most applicants were only permanent hospital patients. As the chief purpose of the Oddfellow Society was to give aid, assistance, and comfort to members and families, they helped in times of death as well as in sickness and misfortune. A cemetery plot, headstone, and burial services were all part of the large system of benefits that were available. Usually, the elderly residents of the home who had no other arrangements were buried there. The cemetery, which is still on the property to this day, contains the remains of nearly 600 people. Some of the people who died there, as we're going to soon learn, never left. Abandoned for many decades, the current owners bought the property in the mid-1990s, restored a large part of it from 2008 to 2011, and now it serves as a full-time winery and bed-and-breakfast type of inn. So let's hear from Jesse Limekuler, one of the proprietors of Belvoir Winery. Welcome, everybody. My name is Doug Reed, a.k.a. Doc Vino De Niro, and I am very, very pleased to have with us today Jesse Limekuler, and he is a proprietor of Belvoir Winery. And Belvoir Winery up in Liberty, Missouri, has quite an interesting history that you guys are really going to want to check out, and it is a really, really cool place. Um, so let's just jump into this again. Welcome, Jesse, and really appreciate your being able to join us today. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about Belvoir Winery? Because it's it's definitely a unique place. It definitely has some unique things going on. Yeah, so the property itself is 170 acres, um, and it's got four large buildings on it. The buildings were built by the Oddfellows. Um, 
One of the buildings was an orphanage. Another one was a nursing home. There was an old folks home. And then there was also a medical hospital. So it was all used for charitable purposes. Uh, much like you see with like the Shriners and their hospitals, it's that kind of thing. They built places to take care of people. And um, basically three of the buildings are vacant currently. And then the fourth one, which is the orphanage, we renovated it out and turned it into the winery. Um, so people are able to come out and experience the the building. I mean, there's a lot of unique things within the building. You know, there's wear patterns on the stairs from where the kids walk single file for 60 years. Um, the original trim is there. The wood floors from 120 years ago are still there. And then we brought in some pieces here and there just to kind of uh, uh, bring home what it used to be. Um, in addition to, of course, just being a winery, you can come in and experience all those kind of things and and see a building that's very unique and not something you see that often anymore. Right, right. And considering the fact that this was a, a charitable um, organization, what, back in the 1800s, early 1900s, and it went vacant for a long time, it's got a real kind of interesting haunted history, which is pretty cool, especially around this time of year, you know, Halloween, we're right on the cusp of it. Can you tell us a little bit more about its haunted history? Yeah, so it's um, it's been known to be apparent paranormally active for quite a while. Even before we bought it in 1993, um, there was reports of paranormal activity like in the nursing home and things like that by some of the nurses and doctors and stuff like that. Um, we had a period of time where we just uh, grew grapes on site and, and did some gutting of the buildings. Uh, you know, the building that we're in right now is like 60,000 square feet. So there was a lot of gutting to be done. Um, so it took, took literally years. We did it ourselves, saved some money, right? So we had a sledgehammer, some anger, and took out some walls and, and uh, did all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, during that time, you'd hear things and stuff like that, but you could write it off at that time, you know, as a little squeak or whatever it might be, the building moving around. And then uh, in 2008, we started the renovation and we finished it in 2011. Once we started being around a little more, then things became evident that it was more than just like squeaky uh, buildings and stuff like that. Um, you know, we started having voices, footsteps when no one was there. Um, we have um, a couple apparitions that I saw early on, like in 2011, that, you know, that, 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 that made it switch from, okay, this is just a noise that maybe you heard to, okay, that's real. You can't really explain that away kind of thing. And, right. um, you know, and then over the years, we've had guests in and, and people experience all kinds of things. I mean, we've had, um, you know, pianos playing on their own, kids running, kids giggling, um, we opened the inn in 2017. And so we've had um, people who are staying overnight at that point in our nine different inn rooms. And, you know, that's that's when a lot of it started really ramping up too. not necessarily because we had more activity, but just there were a lot more eyes on the property at that point that we other, otherwise didn't have when we didn't have the inn open as well. Right, right. Now that's 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 just wild. That's so cool. Have you what is a is the most interesting, if you will, paranormal experience that you've experienced yourself? Yeah, I'd say probably the apparitions or the figures. Um, I mean, I've experienced four different figures on site. Wow. Um, that's a totally different thing than, you know, voices, footsteps. I don't even investigate those anymore because I know I'm going to walk down there and I'm going to look like an idiot and nothing's going to be down there. Um, whereas the apparitions, like, uh, I saw a little boy in the ladies room when I was cleaning after hours one night, yeah. um, I turned around and literally I saw a little boy just standing in front of the fireplace and he looked just like you or me. It was a relatively clear thing. 
but the only difference being I could actually see the carvings on the fireplace behind him. So like, I, like I could literally see through him. Um, so, you know, it's, and, and he w- was there for about five to 10 seconds and then just kind of went away. Um, that's, that was my first apparition and it's, it, it was creepy. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet that really left an, exp- you know, an impression on you right there. Yeah. I mean, it's not one of those things, isn't this? It wasn't that, it wasn't scary. I didn't feel threatened by any means, but you know, it's just one of those things that I remember after it happened, I remember looking down at my arm and I mean, my hairs were just standing up like trees in a forest and you know, you just felt a chill just go through your entire body. And I mean, those kind of experiences and those kind of reactions don't happen, you know, just any old time. It's when you see something that's big. I mean, that it's pretty amazing and, and terrifying at the same time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. My mom, my mom was actually, she, she said she was clairvoyant. I think she was, she actually saw some different things and and experienced some different things. And um, just through her experience and kind of being around her, I I kind of felt like I may have experienced anything, but some different things, but, you know, as far as really, you know, the real thing, like what you're talking about, as far as like right in front of you type of deal, I've never been there. My mom said she did some things like that. She saw some different things like that. Um, the times that I've been to Belvoir, I haven't specifically, I've wanted to, you know, everyone wants to come out and it's like, be scared or something like that until they actually get scared. Um, but um, it's, you know, so cool. And I just, you know, I, I know that where you've come from and what you're dealing with, what you've dealt with, um, it's a real deal. And uh, just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing and uh, definitely um, thrilling and scary as heck. Um, all at the same time when you when you go through something like that. But if you know if our clients and patrons and members actually come out there and want to experience that, unfortunately, probably not something you can actually just rely on on demand, is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, like I said, the apparitions I've seen four, and I've been there twenty seven years. So I mean, it's not like I've got Aunt Gertrude just walking down the hall every night at the same time or something like that. You know, that's not the way it works. But right. uh, and each place is different. You know, I mean, I've been to other haunted locations, honestly. I mean, once you once you have a place like we have there, you kind of have to start doing investigating in the sense of looking and seeing how other places like you handle them, um, you know, and finding best practices for it. Because it's, it's a situation where, you know, like you're talking about, people want to come out and experience it. And that's great. And that's exciting. And I, I certainly understand that. But at the same time, we have to make sure that they do it in a safe way, you know, that they do it in a respectful way and things like that. So you kind of work through the what other places do, like we've been to the Crescent, you know, down in uh, Eureka Springs. Yep. Even the Elms here in town is a local place that does some paranormal stuff. And each one of them does it differently, you know. So it's good to go through the different places and kind of experience how they handle those situations so that you can, you know, do best practice and, and create the best opportunity for your for your guests. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 what it's all about. And um, we we definitely want to see some people come out and visit you, um, especially over the next several days, but in really any time because you have an awesome yeah. place there. And nostalgia of the winery is really truly second to none in compared to anything or any winery in Kansas City. And we've talked a lot of them, we've been to a lot of them, but um, Belvoir is is really really super cool that way. So um, and it's a cool building. I mean, it's a really really neat building. Uh, and the whole grounds that, you know, you guys have had weddings and different types of ceremonies and get togethers and events out there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we do, we do about uh, roughly 40 to 50 weddings a year. And then we also do about 200 private events a year as well. So those can be things like birthdays, anniversaries, baby showers, wedding showers, some corporate events, stuff like that. It just kind of 
it's all very random. Um, I'll say we're extremely busy right now. I mean, it's it's sure. nuts because coming out of COVID, there were a lot of people that had a lot of stored up events and life events and things like that that they wanted to celebrate. Um, and honestly, it, just as many, we even had celebrations of life. You know, I mean, there was people who obviously lost people to COVID. And so we've had several of those already too, just because they've been backed up as well. So, I mean, it's, it's great for us, um, you know, that we're able to be back in business and and overwhelmingly so, honestly. Uh, you know, I've been hiring people. It's kind of hard to hire people right now, but thankfully I have a haunted winery that people tend to want to work at a little better, so, you know, as far as hiring. So um, that's nice as well. So, um, but yeah, we've been hired. I've hired two extra people just to keep up with everything because I, I can't do it all. But and then we do some private or not private events. We do public events as well as things like um, we do murder mystery dinners. We do paranormal investigations. And that's one of the things I was talking about, you know, is it's created an event where it's safe to go in some of the other buildings. And, and we make sure that people stay safe, but that they have a good time and they get the opportunity to experience something. Um, unfortunately, those are sold out for the year currently, both the uh, murder mysteries and the paranormal events. Um, but the next round of them goes on sale in January for the first half of next year. So there'll be plenty of opportunities for people if they want to do those. Yeah, and people need to get out there because it's such a cool place and uh, the, the different things to do. Um, you guys have had the Ghostbusters or, you know, a similar type of situation. You, you guys have had the paranormal investigators out there as well, right? Yeah, yeah, we've had um, seven national TV shows out there now, and we actually have two that have already filmed as well, and they're not out yet. So we can't talk about it yet because they haven't announced an air date. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've had Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, Kindred Spirits. We've even had American Pickers out there, you know, to wow. go through some of our uh, um, Odd Fellows artifacts and stuff like that, which was a great experience. So I'm actually friends with Danielle, who's on the show. And so she really wanted to come out and pick and I said, great, we'll bring them out. So that was a fun experience to do something different like that, um, as opposed to every show being a ghost show. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, not that I'm complaining. That's great. It's great publicity no matter what. But, you know, I mean, it's amazing. And, and the other thing that's really cool, too, is that um, Liberty is relatively still a small town. You know, I mean, we're 35, 40,000 people, something like that with Kansas City nearby, obviously. And um, to be able to have something that the city, you know, the community is proud of it you know they're happy that we've done something with it and brought it back but you know people when they have guests in town that's one of the places they go they go to Belvoir because they want to yep. show them you know this cool place that is unlike any other place you know in town I mean I there's not many old you know 1900s and earlier era buildings that are just sitting around that you can just walk into and you can hang out and you can stay the night and all those kind of things it's just not around that much and and so the opportunity for the community to be able to experience all that and get excited about, you know, when we're on TV, you know, uh, there's lots of places that aren't on those TV shows and Liberty is on those TV shows two to three times a year because of it. So, yeah. I mean, it's a source of pride that we're able to take care of our community in that sense and, and put them on the map. Well, yeah. And I mean, the thing is, when you say it's not, there's not very much like that in the, in, in the community or even around you, there's nothing like it really when you get right down to it. Nothing quite like what you guys are doing really even throughout the entire world. I mean, in regards to what you guys have done in the history of Belvoir Winery and the was it Goodfellows, Longfellows? Um, Oddfellows. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, that type of history. I mean, there are other haunted wineries throughout the United States and the world. But as far as your specific history and the deal with that, there's really nothing else like it in the entire world, which is really, really, really cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it's just, uh, like I said, it's amazing that we're able to, you know, we're, we're thankful that we've been able to run a business now for 10, 11 years. Most businesses don't make it 10, 11 years. Yeah. Um, we're doing well and we're having our best year ever coming out of COVID. So, I mean, um, you know, we're extremely blessed. We've done it all. It's just a family thing. My wife and her sister are the owners and then I'm the managing operator. Yeah. Um, and, and we've been working on it for a long period of time, like I said, over a quarter century, but we've been open for 10, 11 years as a business. And um, to be able to succeed at, at that level, um, honestly, when not many, we didn't really know what we were getting into when we got into the business. We had never, I'd, I was a computer programmer I had, and I had an accounting background. I mean, I guess that allowed me to count the money, but, you know, I had to go out and learn how to run events. I had to learn how my father-in-law was the wine person. I had to learn how to do all that, you know? So, I mean, and, and same with my wife and her sister, we just kind of had to learn this business. And I look back when we first started 10 to 11 years ago, we were, we were naive and crazy. We didn't know what the hell we were doing to be quite honest with you. Sometimes that, sometimes that's the best way to do it. And those are the most <laughs> successful right there. Just so, yes. you know, a lot of, a lot of ambition, a lot of faith and a lot of gusto and a certain amount of crazy and luck. <laughs> yep. And the ability to screw up occasionally and be okay yep. with that too. Honestly. I mean, you know, there's, there's times, there's times when behind the scenes at a wedding, uh, if the bride saw what was going on, she would have been terrified. But in the end, the experience was great for that bride. You know, we did it. We worked hard just because we weren't doing it right or doing it most efficiently. That didn't mean we weren't doing the best for the wi the winery and the, uh, you know, the person involved with an event or something like that. But, um, you know, in the end, you start learning. And now it's just so streamlined compared to what it was. You know, it, it, it seems easy, but it, it's really not that easy. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that it's not easy. You know, putting together an event and having to go off successfully is uh, it's, it's, it's a chore. It, it takes a lot of work with what you guys are doing. No doubt about it. Tell me about, tell me about your wines. I mean, uh, you mm -hmm. know, we've got a bunch of wine lovers on here. People love travel <laughs> wine and, you know, they, you know, they worked hard to achieve the ability to actually go and travel throughout the United States and the world and enjoy wine. Tell us about your wines and uh, anything, you know, anything else you guys do that's, that's special. Yeah, so um, we have eight wines currently. So we have three reds, we have three whites, we have a rosé, which is a semi-sweet, and then we also have a port-like wine. We call it a fortified wine. Um, so the the three reds, we have a dry, semi-dry, and sweet. Dry is Norton. Dry is going to be the state grape of Missouri. Um, it's a very unique flavor. It's usually either I love it or hate it, to be quite honest with you. Uh, you know, but there once people get the Norton, I think it's kind of like beer. It's an acquired taste, but once you like it, you love it. Um, Casanova is our semi-dry red. It's modeled after a Malbec, um, and it's nice. named after the family dog. So uh, it has that name. Love it. Uh, and then our sweet red is uh, Lucky Pierre. Um, it's like a kind of a 80 per, what is it? it's like 80 percent concord so it's going to be more of a grapey for lack of a better description wine okay. um you know and, and sweets are king as much as the, you know many of the wine lovers i'm sure that are watching this and you and i we tend to drink dries and semi dries because we drank it for a long time 60 percent of all wine sold in the united states are sweet so you know if you want to stay in business you got to have a good sweet wine or it just won't work yeah, no, um, that's, that's awesome. And tell, yeah. And, and then do you have any, do you have any other types of uh, wines or derivatives, if you will, anything like that? Yeah. I mean, like the whites, we have a Chardonnay. Chardonnay is a hybrid grape. So it's actually a cross between Chardonnay and Saval to create the grape. So it's a little unique. Um, it allows us to, it doesn't freeze over the winter like you might have with some of the Chardonnays if you grew it here. 
Um, we have a plumeria that's similar to like a Pinot Grigio or something along those lines. So that's a really easy to drink, very nice, crisp, wonderful stuff. And then we have Sorelli Dolce, which is our sweet white. It's nice. going to be more mus- like a Moscato, you know, it's going to be that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yep. Like I said, we have a semi-sweet rosé and then our port is really good. It's called Booze, obviously, homage to the uh, hauntings, B-O-O-S. Sure. And um, I, it's my personal favorite. I love it. I, I love fortified wines and port wines and cherries and things like that. I think they're fantastic. I think now, they're is that a good dessert wine or is that is that just it, yeah, I would think. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be that like the after dinner drink kind of thing. And and uh, I mean, it's amazing. It's it's strong. It's 19 percent alcohol. So basically you, you take the wine and age it for two and a half years, the Norton, wow. and then you add um, some brandy and you age it for another six months. So, I mean, it's got a lot of got a lot of gusto to it it's great to drink this time of the year you know you can sip on it on the patio and it creates that artificial warmth feeling going down yeah. you know yeah. because it's 19 percent alcohol so yeah no i mean and you know that one in and of itself at 19 it might make you see some spirits you know by itself <laughs> right there you know that's right you can see a lot of things with 19 percent alcohol <laughs> <laughs> you certainly could that's awesome that's great no i love it i absolutely love it um, you guys have been in business for quite some time and with the different events you've got going on, the, the, the wines are absolutely terrific, but you also, I mean, like you mentioned, you guys can, you can, you can rent a room. You can actually stay there overnight or several nights mm-hmm. if you want to tell us, tell us a little more about that. Yeah. So we have nine rooms total. We have eight rooms that are, we call our standard suites. Um, and they're decent size. They're about 600, 650 square foot. Mm-hmm. Um, they, each one of them has a single queen bed in one room, then it has a sitting room and then the bathroom. Um, so they're a good size. I, uh, it's, it's nice. Cause I mean, people come in and a lot of people want, they're looking for a unique spirit experience when it comes to stays. They don't want to stay at a holiday Inn or, you know, a Hampton. not that those are bad places, but they're just, you know, the standard fare right. and they want something different. So, I mean, we have a lot of people come out just for date night or something like that, where they just want to stay the night and they come out and, and, we also have people on Expedia that book um, our rooms, you know, and, and have never heard of us, never been there before. And so many times they come out and they end up repeat customers because, you know, they're it's such a unique experience. A lot of times they roll up to the building and first thing they think is, my God, what have I gotten myself into, you know? But then once they once they get in and they see the, the rooms are nice, newly renovated rooms, they're only about four years old right now, even though they're historically renovated, they're very nice. Uh, and then we do have the bridal suite as well. Um, so okay. it's 1,500 square foot. It's a large room, yeah, king size room. bed and a sitting room and a dining area and things like that. And we obviously we use those mainly as a draw for the weddings. But anytime there's not a wedding, it's open to the public. You can go out and book it on our website or where you know wherever you normally book rooms. We're usually available. Wow, that's awesome. No, that's that's super cool. What? Uh, how do people find you? Tell us where exactly you're at and, and give us your website for those that are listening today. Um, I'm going to obviously, you know, I'll, we'll go ahead and have all your information on how to get there and all the good directions at DocVinoDenero.com. Uh, but tell us, how, how do people find you guys? Yeah. yeah, so they can go to our website, which is just BelvoirWinery.com. It's spelled B-E-L-V-O-I-R. Um we have a lot of stuff out there about our rooms, about our events and all those different kind of things that are available. And there's even a calendar events where you can look and see what's going on. Um, our Facebook is relatively active. Uh, a lot of people like to follow our Facebook page because anytime we have um, people experience things or we have a running total right now, um, it's currently 17 rooms since we opened four years ago have left in the middle of the night in the end. 
and we make sure to post every single event and exactly what happened <laughs> and people want to know about all that they want to know which room it was all that kind of stuff so they you know they feel like they have a better chance of experiencing something so um, yeah. facebook is relatively active and we put a lot of cool information out there and then we have instagram and twitter too you know i mean all those as well but it's basically the same stuff we put on facebook so okay all right so they find you on facebook as well as obviously your website and then you are you let's see where exactly are you in liberty are to the east west north south um yeah, so and what highway is it they've got to go to 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 get to you guys yeah so it's um uh missouri 291 is the four-lane highway that runs right in front of our property yep. basically if you go on 291 and cross the missouri river we're about a mile and a half north of the missouri river so we're on the south end of liberty um it's kind of weird when we first purchased it 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 was outside the city and it was farmland and now the entire city over the past quarter century has surrounded us so we've got this this weird oasis slash farm right in the middle of the city so it's kind of a unique experience to say the least yeah it's, it's, it's always wild how you know you can buy a place like what you guys have there and have nothing else around and within 10 years you're surrounded by everything <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Lots of neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys have a very, very cool place. We want to get, you know, I know that you guys don't have any like uh, any, any beers, ales or spirits um, other than the ones that actually fly around and appear every once in a while. Actually, we, we, do have a, we do have a full bar, too. We have like beers okay. and we have we have some liquor, too. We, we have a little bit of it available just because of weddings and stuff like that. You know, there are some people that don't like so. You can come out just don't expect a wide variety of either you know we have relative basics but it'll get you by yeah no i i know it'll get you by and more than more than one way and it's it's an absolutely terrific place um just just such a such a cool place to, to go check out now everyone needs to get out there because it is it's such a cool place to go to um once you go there once you will go several times because it is a totally unique experience uh different than anything else that that uh, that myself or or tara have, have, have ever gone to so is there anything else uh jesse before we wrap this up today that that you'd like to tell our guests about well i don't think so i mean you know just uh i'm excited for anybody to come out i mean i think one of the big things about our winery is that it's very family oriented uh, and they'll, they'll find that you know even me i've been on lots of tv shows and all that kind of stuff but they're often shocked that you know guess what i'm behind the bar i'm also cleaning toilets i'm doing everything else that needs to be done so um don't be you know don't be shy and don't be surprised if there's a lot of the same people there over and over again and you get to know them i mean that's one of the things that's wonderful about local businesses wineries things like that is that you can meet the people that are you know, definitely involved with the business and you can get to know them and become friends with them. I mean, I have people that I tailgate at Chiefs games that I met them because they came into my business and they continued hanging around. So, I mean, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you guys definitely have a very, very cool thing out there at Belvoir. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, well, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap this up. Jesse, thank you for taking the time. Um, I know that, you know, especially during this time of year, tackling you and getting you to take some time off. We really, really appreciate that. We want to get uh, more and more people out there soon. But, you know, I mean, November and on into the holidays and even past that, it's a great time to come out and see you guys. And I know there's a lot of cool events and we got to get people out there. Check out the website and then go on out because they're going to have an absolute ball with you guys. So really appreciate the time, Jesse. Yeah, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great day now. All right. 
So there you go, Belvoir Winery in Liberty, Missouri. If you get the chance, you ought to go check it out this weekend. I think you're really going to love it. And either way, if you can't get there this weekend, get there over the next several weeks. This is a fantastic place to go and check it out for all of its nostalgia. This is Doug Reed, a.k.a. Doc Vina Nero, signing off and wishing you all a very happy Halloween.